once forged in the fires of PR and journalism, Curtis Dewar and Corey Westbrook united to create C-Squared. Now on our podcast, we interview musicians and other industry professionals to give you an inside look on how to take your music to the next level. Hello, everyone. You are listening to the C-Squared podcast with Corey, Curtis, and Aaliyah. Today, we are talking management. Miss Aaliyah Day has all sorts of questions, and we are going to be going through them with y'all. So take out your pens, your paper, and get ready to take some notes because we're going to be dropping some knowledge bombs. Woo! Yes, I'm really excited to talk about this. And I think People need a, we need a little, a little refresher because uh, I've seen some things on social media lately that are uh, a little surprising. So just a little explanation of the context and inspiration for this episode. Um, I saw something recently on social media was an artist posting that they need a manager. And they said that they wanted, um, you know, hundred percent of the person's dedication of time and an exclusive manager. So we're going to talk about that, why that may not be a thing for pretty much anybody. Um, but Corey, can you start us off by maybe explaining the, when is a band ready for a manager? So that is kind of, it's kind of a sliding scale between, you know, what a band can handle depending on how many members are actively involved in, you know, things like the business and the promotion of the band. Cause usually we all, we all want to think that everybody's going to have their hands in it, but it, it does usually fall to one person to kind of, you know, be the wrangler for the band. Um, so it, it does have a sliding scale kind of depending on that, but really it's when the business gets a, in the way of doing the art. And by that, I don't mean when you don't feel like doing the business side of things, but when it is truly making it impossible for you to do the art side of things, that's usually the first sign. Now, the next sign is, is the band making an income? If the answer is no, then you're not ready for management. And the reason for that is unlike a PR or something along those, you know, a graphic designer, a videographer, you don't pay for a manager's services up front. They take a percentage. So if the band isn't making any money, the manager isn't making any money. And unless you get somebody who's extremely green or extremely bad at their job, they're probably not going to be working for free unless they just absolutely love your band. And those are kind of few and far between, but they still have to have some sort of income to support the efforts that they put in because managing a band, it's a lot of work and people should be fairly compensated for that. So those are usually the two things is, is the business side of things getting in the way of the art to the point where it is impossible for you to do your art? And are you making an income enough to actually pay somebody for their efforts? Sure. Yeah. Um, so then when, uh, if a band does feel like they're at that point and they're looking for a manager, what should they expect? What should they expect 
from the manager? So managers, it, it really depends on the manager a little bit because there are some managers that are a lot more hands-on and have you know a grab bag of skills that can really help their band out in, in a lot of different ways. But generally speaking, the manager is kind of the liaison between the industry and the band. So when it comes to things like making sure all of your contracts are in order when you are uh, negotiating with a label, uh, wrangling all of the outside people. So your booking agent, your label, your PRs, wrangling them all together to make sure that everybody's on the same page and everybody is doing their job. That is generally the focus of the manager. They take the business side off of the band so that the band can then focus on the art. One thing that a lot of uh, artists I see wanting is a manager to completely take over their social media. And while they can come up with a plan or help the band come up with a plan that nobody should ever like offload that entire thing onto somebody else. It just messes with the authenticity of the band. And, you know, the, the fans don't want to connect with your team. They want to connect with you. So that's one thing I will say, tossing that out there, but a manager should be able to come up with a plan Usually, I would say two to five years of plans. So that's, you know, generally a release schedule when the band should be on tour, that kind of a thing. Uh, and then liaise with the outside sources that bring that plan together. Uh, what I do with my bands is I sit down and we go through, okay, here is the bullet point list of all the things that we want to accomplish over the next three years. Then it's my job to fill in the gaps of, how can we accomplish that? Do I need to find them a label? Do I need to find them a booking agent? Do I need to find them a videographer, a graphic designer? Whatever it is that I need to find to accomplish that list of goals, that's what I do. Nice. So what are some red flags that bands should watch out for to like signs that their manager is not doing a good job? First and the biggest red flag is anybody who is charging you upfront. So like I said earlier, managers take a percentage. They do not get paid up front. They earn money when you earn money. That is the, the general rule for, for management. Um, so if somebody's charging you up front, then that means that you're probably too small for them to be taking a percentage, but they still want to get paid. And that also means that you're not ready for management and they're taking advantage of you. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, they're kind of taking advantage of laziness in that situation. And you don't want that uh, because the more business knowledge you have, the more powerful you are and the better position you are in to negotiate on behalf of yourself, even with a manager. The other thing is, is if they're just not accomplishing anything, um, if they can't come up with a plan for you, be it a social media plan, be it a you know, release schedule, any of that kind of stuff. If they can't come up with a plan with you, then they aren't a good manager. If they're like, oh, well, maybe we can you know, release something in six months. No, they need to be able to come up with a plan. And then they need to be able to have contacts to fill in the gaps to accomplish that plan. And if they can't do that, they're not a good manager. And that's not to say that somebody new isn't worth taking a shot on if they don't have like the biggest batch of contacts in the world, but they do have the enthusiasm and they do have the organizational skills to come up with a plan. 
and they have, you know, the gumption to go out there and fight on your behalf, then that's fine. They don't need all the contacts in the world, but they should at least be able to come up with a plan. For sure. Um, Curtis, I can't see you. So anything that you want to interject before I go into the next part of this discussion? Basically, my only comment is I, I think the issue is that most bands just have a common misunderstood about when they need a manager and what they should be doing and what they shouldn't be doing. And then that's pretty much my only comment. Yeah. Well, in this case, um, you know, looking at the band and what they posted, uh, we all agreed that, yes, they might be at the point for needing management, but um, they were saying they were offering like a salary plus percentage for an exclusive manager. Now, Corey, can you explain a little bit why that's pretty much a fantasy world? So what that band was asking for wasn't truly a manager, but they were wanting to kind of treat it like it was a management position, but they were looking for somebody who could basically replace an entire team, which is one, not realistic, but let's just back that up and say, yes, they are looking for a manager and they do want that person to be exclusive. Unless the band is absolutely gigantic, there is no way the percentage will ever be enough to support a person and their family on, you know, just one band. And just to put things in perspective, Metallica does not have an exclusive manager. Slipknot does not have an exclusive manager. Megadeth does not have an exclusive manager. Actually, Slipknot and Megadeth have the same management company. Yes, they do have teams behind them, but those teams have other artists on their rosters. So even, even the biggest metal band in existence does not have an exclusive manager. Chances are you do not need an exclusive manager. Now, if you are pulling in millions of dollars a year, yeah, you should, you, you could probably ask for an exclusive manager, but you really don't need one. No band is so much work that somebody cannot work on other projects, even if that band is Metallica. Yeah. Yep. And I think that maybe something feeding into that mindset might be, well, this person is a, the person asking is a musician. So in their mind, they can't imagine somebody being able to do everything that they're doing on the business side, but they don't think about the fact that they're doing all the music side. And so if somebody is just doing management, it's going to be a lot more efficient than somebody trying to do both. Well, and not just that, it takes a certain mindset to be able to do the business side of things. And it's very, very different from what it takes to do the artist side of things. It's two completely different skill sets. So somebody who is excellent at management might be a terrible artist, but they know business like the back of their hand. And somebody who is an amazing artist may be a terrible manager because they just don't have the mindset to deal with all of the tedium and all of the the little details that come into executing a solid release. And that's fine. Um, So even with, you know, it'd be, let's say it is the same amount of work. It's where somebody's skills lie versus where somebody else's skills lie. Like I can be, okay, let's just take my hobbies, for example. I'm really good at crocheting. Not everybody is really good at crocheting. I'm fast as hell at it, but not everybody is because that's a skill that I have. 
So a manager, they're going to have skills that artists, they may be able to do it, but they're going to be slower. They're going to be less efficient because it's just not where their passion lies and it's not where their brain lies. Really good points. Really good points. Now, how, why, how should musicians think about this to, let's say, they they may feel like oh the the manager isn't focusing enough on my project because um we're not the ones bringing in the money for them so um i don't trust a manager to get a different manager that is the biggest thing you need to trust the person that is advocating for you because this this manager that you've hired they're not just scheduling your social media posts and they're not just you know doing the little bits and bobs that you don't want to take care of they're out there advocating on your behalf they are speaking for you so if you do not trust them to speak for you in a way that is in your best interests get a different manager I think, Corey, you kind of hit the nail on the head there, though, when you said that a lot of bands think that the manager is just going to handle the bibs and bobs that they don't want to do. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, and and they don't. They, managers are out there. They are speaking for you. Yeah. They are reaching out to labels, speaking on your behalf. They are your representative, and you have to have 100% trust in that person to have your best interests at heart. And that goes back to, are you really ready for management if you're not pulling in enough income for somebody to go out there and speak on your behalf? Yeah. Yeah. I get the impression sometimes that people think a manager is just going to handle their website, handle their socials, handle like all the crap. Right. But you're right. 100%. So that's an assistant. That's not a manager. That's an assistant. So yeah, it, it definitely like bands can get an assistant long before they can get a manager. Yeah. That's fine. They can get an assistant to handle all the crap. If they want to pay somebody and somebody will take some, you know, little wage to do these little things that you don't want to do, go ahead and do that. I wouldn't, because again, it, it puts you at a disadvantage in the industry because you're missing, you're, you're creating gaps in your knowledge. You're creating gaps in your industry knowledge that you would otherwise have that would give you leverage when you're negotiating things. And when you're working with other people, because you know how things are supposed to work. Um, and, and nobody is going to really represent your band as well as you can when it comes to things like social media, because you are much more intimately connected to it than some random person. You pay $500 a month to manage your social accounts or whatever it is, but managers, yes, they can help you come up with a plan. I do that for my bands all the time. Uh, they can help you with your website. I do that for my bands all the time. But that's not all they do. The biggest thing they do is they are your advocate in the industry. They are working to get you farther. So if you don't trust that person to be doing that, it's time to find a new person. Yeah, I think that some of it might come also from not being willing to relinquish control. And that's, that's why they want, oh, I want to pick and choose what my manager can do. And then everything else I want to hold on to and that's also doesn't sound like that's not how it works. No, that also puts you at a disadvantage because when you have somebody who does have industry knowledge on your side, you need to let them do their job. It's okay to want to know what's going on. That's completely normal. You should know what's going on. You should know how your, your manager is advocating for you and how your manager is speaking for you. Um, but you also should have enough trust in that person to let them do their job. Right. Right. 
Um, I think that you really covered everything that I um, had questions about in this situation. But mm -hmm. I mean, is there anything else that um, we should cover about this topic that you can think of? I somehow feel like Curtis has a question. Well, I, I can't see his face, but I, I feel like he right. has question face, follow up face. Corey, Corey can always sense my uh, my my thoughts. It seems like um, no. I think the main thing I th think you should bring up, if you're willing to, mm -hmm. uh, is kind of like the exact specifics of like how it is that the manager actually lays out the strategy for them. Because in my viewpoint, maybe I'm mistaken on this, but I always consider management as being the overall strategy person who helps with the mm -hmm. execution. Do you know what I mean? Versus yeah, and management grunt. definitely does do that. Um, it and it also there can be other players if you know there's yeah. a label involved and stuff like that. Yeah. But the overarching strategy, usually, what I do is I create a spreadsheet and go month by month and say, you know, we want to accomplish this in this month, this in this month, or even going by season when you're first getting the plan in order. Like we want to tour in spring. Now that could be March, that could be April, that could be May, but we want to tour in spring. Um, and we want to release an album in, you know, February, things like that, that kind of bring all those pieces together and just laying it out in a nice timeline in a spreadsheet together. And then the manager starts filling in all the gaps in between and bringing aboard all the people that accomplish all of those goals in the spreadsheet. So the follow-up to the follow-up, Corey. Mm -hmm. You should you should define for people because I think this is something that we didn't cover at the beginning that we probably should have. Uh, mm -hmm. The common misunderstanding is the difference between a manager, a booking mm -hmm. agent, and a PR. Okay, so managers, like we've already established, they're going to be your advocate in the industry. They're going to be the liaison, the go between between you and the other industry people, um, and they're going to be kind of your main strategist. Then you've got your booking agent. That person is just, their job is to find you shows. Now the manager can help you find a booking agent and a manager can sometimes find you shows, but that's not their primary focus. Their job is to work with your booking agent to ensure you're getting the shows that you want in the time frame that you want and for the fees that you want or as best we can, obviously. Um, so that's what a booking agent does. And then the PR, their job is to, blast your news out to everybody, make sure the publications are covering it and getting you interviews. Again, management can help with these things sometimes, but that's not their primary focus. Their primary focus is to wrangle the PRs because generally you have one in multiple territories um, to make sure that everybody's on the same page. Everybody is executing things at the same time and that everybody is staying on the ball with their campaigns. Yeah. yeah. Well, one thing I've noticed is like, we've commented on it between ourselves before is a lot of people will ask us for stuff that the manager should be doing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. yeah, so like, uh, I think the biggest thing that we get asked is release strategy. Yep. Um, that's not your PR's responsibility. Yeah, we can advise and be like, you know, oh, this date has Slipknot releasing. You probably don't want to release your album on the same day that Slipknot is because it's going to get drowned out. Or this day has absolutely no releases, go for it. Or, you know, something along those lines. We can advise in that respect, but the overall release strategy should be coming either from your manager or your label if you don't have a manager. Yeah. 
or yourself if you don't have a label or a manager. Exactly. So uh, I think the final thing I wanted wanted to just bring up myself as the follow-up uh, is basically, so like if a band is looking for a manager, how do they tell, in your opinion, uh, whether they would be a suitable fit for them or not? Um, so the first thing is I don't think most bands should go looking for a manager. You know kind of when you're ready when managers start coming to look for you. Now, if somebody has reached out to you or you find somebody that you really, really want to work with, you look at their roster. Do they have anybody that they've worked with that's in your genre? Because every genre is kind of different and you want somebody who, you know, likes your music and you can generally tell by the person's roster what they're into. So say um, you're in a symphonic metal band but the manager that you really like their management style, their entire roster is deathcore. That's probably not the manager for you because they're not going to be as emotionally invested in your music because that's just not their thing. So looking yeah. at their roster, obviously you're going to want to have meetings with this person before you sign any paperwork and get, you know, a vibe for them and just ask every question that you can. Now, if anybody is reluctant to answer your questions, and I don't mean strategy questions, I mean getting to know you, getting a vibe, job interview type questions. Um, if, if anybody's unwilling to answer any of that, they're probably not for you. Yeah. And that actually kind of leads me back into a point that I did not bring up. Get everything in writing when you work with somebody. If it's not in writing, it doesn't exist. So you need to get all of the expectations that you have for your manager laid out in a document that you both agree on and you both sign. That includes, you know, X, Y, Z that the manager is going to be doing and what the manager is going to be paid. Yep. I think that, I think that falls for pretty much any aspect of things. Make sure you do that. Make sure you get everything in writing. Otherwise it is going to bite you in the ass. It will. It's not, it's not an, if it's a when. Yep. Yep. And we've all made that mistake. So I can vouch for that. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I'm done my follow-up, Aaliyah. Okay. I've, I've actually thought of another quick um question hopefully go for it (laughs) so let's say a band isn't ready for a manager but they want to do a better job of managing themselves do you have any advice should they just do what you said make a spreadsheet like what sort of steps should they follow if they want to improve their self-management if they want to improve their self-management one of the biggest things i would say because okay one of a manager's most powerful tool is their network. So if you are in a band and you want to get better at being in this industry, go to festivals and meet people. Even if you're not performing, go to festivals, meet people, introduce yourself, get your name out there that way. The other thing is, yes, make spreadsheets, make a plan for your social media. That's going to take a lot of the stress off of you. What I do is every month I have a, so I have like a Google sheet that I use to plan out my band's uh, social media accounts mm-hmm. that we all work together on. It's not just me doing it. It's all of us together. And it's got the days and the chant, like the days going down the left side in the, in a column. And then the top row has what channel it's posting to the content and the asset. So that means, you know, image video, something along those lines. And I just plan it all out ahead of time. That way, 
you're not sitting there scrambling. Oh, I need something to post today. I need something to post today. You can just take an hour or two, maybe on a weekend or something and plan out some posts, get better at planning, get your name out there and, you know, listen to our podcast. (laughs) There's a lot of fun advice in there. Um, And then also don't be afraid to ask questions of people. There are a lot of people in this industry that are helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, Make sure that it's somebody who's been in the industry for a while or has a pretty good established reputation for what they do. And when I say good established reputation, I mean, look at their roster and what they've accomplished. If they cannot show you what they've actually accomplished, like say it's somebody who says, oh, I've worked on the marketing plan for Epica. Ask them specifically what they've done. Ask them exactly their results. Cause it could just be somebody who's made a Facebook post that was already pre-written. They just scheduled it. Right. So you, you don't want some ask specifics of what that person has done and then start asking questions. There are a lot of people who are really, really helpful in this industry. Um, and don't be scared. Don't be scared to do that. Ask the question. Yeah. And that goes for every professional that you're going to hire. Go ahead. Chris. Well, <laughs> what I was going to say was, uh, basically what Corey said is, uh, extremely apt. Like, if someone says, for example, they've worked with Killswitch Engage or Epica or whoever the heck it is, find out exactly, exactly what they did. Because most of the time, you're going to find out it's exactly what Corey said. They just post the pre-written thing for them. So mm-hmm. just point And then out. take advantage of tools. I know that social media is the biggest stressor for bands because they don't want to figure out like what the best time to post is and all of that kind of stuff. Take advantage of the tools that are out there. The Facebook meta business suite thing allows you to post across Facebook and Instagram. It has, it now has a time optimization where you, it'll tell you what time to post. You can also do that with later. Um, Sprout Social, Hootsuite. There are a lot of tools out there that you can take advantage of that will make your life a million times easier. So that goes with accounting software. Anything along those lines, take advantage of the tools that are out there. Perfect. Yeah, great. Well, I think we're ready to wrap this one up. Um, Thanks for doing this special episode with me, Corey. I really appreciate your insight on the management side of things. No, not a problem. (laughs) (laughs) And um, hopefully this has proven helpful. I think it's full of knowledge bombs and um, lots of great advice. Um, we didn't discuss, shall I do my sign off? Do your sign off. Until next time, everyone make like a bowl and throw those horns up. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help spread the word by leaving us a five-star review on your platform of choice. You can also join the conversation by following us on any social media and suggesting guests or topics you'd like to learn more about. Thanks for listening to C-Squared.